Nation, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the Hawks Fan TV Podcast. I'm your host, Mac, joined by my co-host, Alex. I uh, hope you guys have been staying happy and healthy out there. We are uh, sorry for the slight hiatus. Alex and I both were a little under the weather last week and we're not able to get an episode out. But uh, now we are back. I would say we are back and better than ever, but being Hawks fans, I don't know if I can say that right now in the current state, but that's okay. It's a long season. Um, obviously, you know, the Hawks uh, are in a little bit of a skid right now, losing four of their last five. Um, you know, a couple of those games, a few of those games even, to some of the better teams in the league. So it's not not anything to get too upset about. But obviously when you're losing that many in a row, it, it – it is not that fun. And that one win did come against the uh, – and I mean no disrespect to this, the the pretty lowly Spurs, they're a three-win team at this point. So um, not not a team that uh, you, know, you should should be hanging your hat on when you beat. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's been tough, man. But honestly, there's still been plenty of, of good signs, for lack of a better term, that I've seen throughout the last few games. We'll kind of get in that a little later in the episode. Um, but first, man, Alex, how are, how are you feeling, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a rough stretch, like you mentioned, Max. So, um, not the results that I'm sure many Hawks fans were hoping for. As you mentioned, losing four out of your last five certainly isn't a good recipe for success or happiness if you're a Hawks fan. Um, and you know the the really the reality is is you we just got to get wins, man. Like being where we're at two games under 500, nine and 11 now at this point in time. Um, And then, you know, when you look back at the previous two seasons, how we were pretty much battling to get to 500 or a little over 500, some days we would be, you know, a couple games under 500 and it's been, you know, a a little tiring, you know, and I'm sure Hawks fans have have felt the same way. Um, It's, you know, almost three years now of just pure mediocrity and, we thought things would be different this year, um, you know, with Quinn coming in, implementing his new system, but it's still very reminiscent of the last two years of, of this Hawks team. And I'm just hoping and praying that we don't get stuck like this uh, for the whole season, right? Like, you know, the silver lining is that it's still early. Um, I don't think we're going to play this poorly for the whole entire 82-game season. But if we go off of history and evidence for the past two two plus years you know it's, it's going to indicate that maybe we are going to end up being 500 ish you know at the end of the season we're another playing team hopefully that doesn't happen um but we'll see i'm just praying for a, a fastest possible recovery for jalen johnson as quick as possible and it's crazy to say like in this in this offseason mac if you and i were to say like hey if jalen johnson were to get hurt for um you know four to five weeks i think this team would still be pretty good and now you know, looking back at that statement, that would be ridiculous to say because we see how much of an impact Jalen Johnson has. Um, And and I know it might be a little hard to comprehend for some people because even when we had Jalen Johnson healthy, we were still like 500 or maybe like one game above 500. But man, the impact that Jalen has both offensively and defensively is very, very missed. Um, We had a live show yesterday after the game And Mikey, one of our other team members, mentioned this on the show. And he said, you know, when you look at the roster, right, when you look at our big guys and our forward spots, you have DeAndre Hunter who can play 
perimeter defense, or at least that's what he's known for. Um, and, you know, you have Clint Capella who can rebound and rim protect, and you have Onyeka Okongu, who's a versatile defender who can switch on multiple different positions. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, you know, Bogey and Sadiq Bey that can be a spark plug off the bench and score points when, you know, in, in crazy spurts. But all of those guys have very specific roles, right? Everything that I just mentioned, there's only one player on this team that can pretty much have all of those capabilities into one body, and that's Jalen Johnson, right? His defensive capabilities, his ability to switch one through five, his rim protecting, his uh, weak side help protection, his ability to lead the fast break, uh, lead in transition, pass the ball, playmake, et cetera. That's Jalen Johnson. And he is also our best perimeter defender. And when you're going up against, you know, other opposing teams that need a big six, nine wingish type of defender or uh, a big man defender, that's what Jalen Johnson can provide. And, and we're missing that pretty, pretty badly. So uh, it's been tough, but brighter days are ahead, Mac. Yeah, no, the that's 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 our mantra, man. Brighter days are ahead. You know, it's a long season. You know, we'll we'll go down the list. Um, but no, man, I I couldn't agree with you more. Jalen being gone is clearly a huge hole for us offensively and defensively. Um, you know, as you said, he he's so versatile on on both ends that it's it's hard not to to miss someone like that. I I think the only thing that kind of it doesn't frustrate me, but I, I remember recently Sadiq Bay. You know, he he said we're the deepest team in the league, and at the time, I I honestly was like, I think I might have to agree with him. You know, for us to lose one player and it and it seemed to affect us that much, like it's kind of like, well, are we the deepest team in the league? So um, it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's been rough, and you know, like we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of go down the the five games, right? The Celtics game, I don't, I don't, I think that was a pretty hard fought game, honestly. You know, they they didn't they didn't whoop us. They were up by nineteen at one point, then we went on a thirteen on run with Bogey just hitting insane shots like he always does. Like you said, he can score so quickly. Um, you know, that, that was a hard-fought game. And honestly, man, like, no shame in, at this point in the season and maybe even at the end of the season accepting the Boston Celtics on paper might be a better team than us, right? Like, that that's okay. They're they're a great franchise, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, losing the not Cavs, a great franchise, but, yes, they, they are a good team this year. I will agree. Right, right, right. Um, You'll never you know, hear me utter praise from the Celtics. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I just, I, I hate praising them too, but I also definitely reached a point where I'm like, I'm not going to be, you know, stupid about it and, and ignore their, their, their prowess and what they can do as a team. Um, But, you know, losing to the Cavs, I, I got to admit that one, like watching it, we, we would have had to make the in-season tournament to, like, sorry, we would have made it if like seven teams lost or something. It was some crazy thing. So I don't think those guys cared about that game at all. Clearly, Cleveland cared a little bit more than we did. I, I didn't I didn't think too much in that loss. Trey had a little bit of a stinker game. The only bad game he's had in like the last month, honestly. Um, and we'll get in that a little more. Then, then we play the Spurs, man. And that was just a shootout, which is a classic Hawks game this year. Uh, yep. You know, Trey hit some incredible shots at the end. He's a beast, put up 45 points. Uh, 45 and 14 uh, even. So that's just a stat line that is just insane. Um, even added four boards on top of that. So, you know, Trey kept playing well. Lost to the Bucks again, which again, like I, I felt like that was a decently hard fought battle. You know, they pulled away to the end, but we we were in it, you know. God, we should have won that game. That game was so frustrating. Oh, yeah. No, that that was that was a frustrating game. But again, that was like, bro, they got Dame Lillard. They got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, I'm not... 
I'm not going to sit there and, and be that upset about that one individual loss. But when it starts piling up, that's when you're like, okay, what the hell, man? And then last night against the Nets, you know, no disrespect against the Nets. That's a team that we should beat. That's a team that on paper, I do think we have a better and deeper roster than we, we should have a better coach than, you know, Quinn is a more proven coach than, uh, than, than Jock is. And, and that again, no disrespect. That's just, that's just reality, man. There's, you know, that's how these things work. And, um, you know, I, I do think we showed defensive improvements in that game, especially Trey Young. He didn't get accredited with the steal at the end, but that was a steal at the end that easily could have ended up winning the game for us. You know, we obviously lose this game by a single point, and I just I don't it, it was it was a tough one, but honestly, man, I I agree with what Quinn said in the postgame press where it's like I think there was a lot of signs of improvement in that game. And the thing about it with that one point loss to the Nets, right? If we win it by one point. And we we get that win, and now you know we end this little you know losing streak that we're on, or you know this skid that we're on. I honestly can tell you personally, at least, and I'm sure a lot of other Hawks fans, the vibes would be a lot different right now, man. It'd kind of be like, all right, all right, we're getting back on track. So with that being said, man, I, the one point loss sucks. You know, it's obviously the the closest loss you can have in the game of basketball. Um, but I, I gotta admit, man, I I feel good about it. The only thing that gets me worried is the gauntlet of a schedule that we have for the next five games. We got the Sixers next, the Nuggets after that, two games against the Raptors, which the Raptors just seem to be one of those teams that just kind of have our number at times. Um, and then we play the Cavs again. So I think this five game, this five game stretch is going to be quite the test for us. And I mean, I got to be honest, if we come out of it losing four or five or three or five or something and are sitting at a, you know, what would that put us at, uh, you know, maybe a 10 and 15 record, 10 and 16 record or something like that. I got to admit, man, we, the, the season is going to be quickly slipping through our fingers at that point. So this next five mm -hmm. games is crucial for us. Um, but <laughs> to, to, you know, kind of get into one positive thing and, you know, wasn't the, the, the most perfect segue there. Trey Young has been playing incredible recently. Like, he, he truly has on the offensive end and defensive end. I remember recently he said something about defense that, you know, truly at the end of the day, playing defense in the NBA is just an effort thing, you know. And when he said that, I didn't really take it as that, oh, that's proof that he wasn't putting in effort before. I think it was obvious that Trey was always putting in effort on defense. He was just a little bit smaller, and maybe the defensive IQ wasn't there yet, right? Now I kind of took that comment on the effort is that he's just taken it to the next level of effort, man. He's realizing, bro, I, I got to excuse my friends. I got to be busting my ass on defense. Like I got to be attacking the ball. I, what I can do is I can get my hands in there and get those steals. And that's what he's been doing this year, man. Um, you know, Trey young cookies is, is, is quite a common thing the, this year. So, um, you know, I, I, I could get into the offense, but first I did want to want to compliment him on his defense and, you know, I, I gotta say, man, Trey Young is is looking like that dude again. Yeah, I mean, Trey, like we we never expect, like even coming into the draft, like we all knew Trey was never gonna be this all elite, you know, all NBA type of defender, right? He just you physically cannot be a good defender um, or a great defender in this league at, at that size, right? You know, barely over six feet, one hundred and seventy ish pounds. You just can't going against like these bigger bodies in the league. But we always hoped and prayed that Trey would give that maximal effort and just be a pest, just be a pest on defense, kind of like how AI was, right? Like AI some years led the league in steals, 
He won Defensive Player of the Year award in college, and he was very similar to Trey's build. And that's because he was poaching the passing lanes and just being a pest, getting his hands in uh, in the cookie jar as much as possible. And and it's bode well for us, right? Like we see the effort. Like we, last night was one of Trey's greatest defensive performances ever, um, and he held Spencer Dinwiddie to like twenty six percent shooting from the field. Like Spencer Dinwiddie hit a couple of lucky shots in the in the fourth quarter, but he still held him to five of nineteen shooting for the entire night, and that's like with zero help. Like literally, that was one of the few games that I've ever seen where. The Hawks just let Trey stay on an island and like lock up his man one on one, right? And that's exactly what Trey Young did. Like Spencer Dinwiddie's, and I'll even saw a play where Trey Young was literally holding down Mikel Bridges on the perimeter at the top of the key, just giving him fits, right? And so that's always what we had hoped for for Trey, and he's finally doing it that uh, this season. And when he gives that type of defense, that is good enough to win a lot of basketball games as long as the other players on the team are doing their role. Um, but like Trey Young, from a defensive standpoint, played great. Uh, and it's crazy to say, but since Jalen Johnson has left, um, has been injured, like you could argue Trey has been our like best or second best perimeter defender on this team. And that's crazy to say. And if Trey Young is your best or second best perimeter defender night in and night out, that that says a lot about the other guys. So we it's it sucks to see us lose that game just because you see the effort from Trey on defense. You saw that big step back three that should have been the game winner. I don't know how Mikel Bridges hit that shot uh, over DeAndre Hunter, which was good defense. I saw a lot of people on the timeline saying that like Dre got cooked on that last play from Bridges. And it's like, dude, what more do you want him to do? Like he was literally like an inch away from fouling him. I was going to say, do you want him to foul him? Yeah, yeah, it's like that's how closely he was to contesting that shot, and he hit a fadeaway contested, you know, jumper over DeAndre Hunter. Like you just got to tip your hat and be like, all right, good shot, damn, like good, uh, great offense always beats good defense. So we'll see what happens, but we need like just this team needs to lock in. Um, some nights it's the offense, some night it's the defense. Like last night, it wasn't the defense defense, right? For the most part, the Hawks played pretty solid defense. There were a couple of, um, a couple of slip-ups in that game where like we let some backdoor screens get to us that just can't be happening. But for the most part, I mean, the team held the nets to under 115 points. If you look at the last like seven games we've played, we've given up 120 in like six out of the seven meetings. So holding a team to under 115, our offense just wasn't there. Like we just didn't score enough points, which is like the complete opposite of what we've been doing. We can score a lot. We just can't get a single stop. And last night it was frustrating because we finally got some stops and moments, but we just, we couldn't convert and make buckets when it counted. Also for the record, that was a foul on uh, DSJ um, for impeding Trey's, obstruction of view and like knocking him off his path which it, like he was literally falling back and had to hoist up a prayer which it almost went in which is the crazy part but yeah man it, it was tough um but all in all Trey Young's been playing great and you, you love to see it hopefully that doesn't discourage him like I the worst thing that could happen is like if Trey's like man I'm giving all this effort on defense and I'm playing my ass off but our, you know our guys aren't doing their their part and hopefully he doesn't lose that fire on the defensive side as the season prolongs because it's not translating to wins. Um, so hopefully he continues that and and they see it through and they just continue to build and get some wins because winning cures all. Oh, yeah.
no, I couldn't agree with you more. And that was actually something that I was even <laughs> going to say myself is that, well, you know, we don't, we don't know Trey personally. So saying like, we don't want him to lose like that tenacity on, on the defense defensive end. That's purely speculation, but I think it's a fair speculation because, you know, they're human beings out there. They're not robots. And if you're putting in that kind of effort, like, you know, <laughs> not to talk about myself, I just lost some flag football again last night. And by the end of the, the game, me and my team, we were not putting in much effort because it was just like, dude, we cannot win a damn game. So, you know, it's it that that is what the mental of, you know, aspect of playing sports is, is that, you know, if you're not winning, dude, it's not fun. It's just not. Um, so I think Trey, the how well he's been playing. Um, just again on the, the the flag football, we we lost the week before, but I scored three touchdowns, and I remember not feeling that bad because I was like, <laughs> yeah, we lost, but it wasn't because of me. Um, so maybe maybe you know there still is some positivity in Trey's mindset right now. Like, hey, whatever, man, I'm 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 balling right now. You know, I'm going for that All NBA. So, um, which is going to be hard this year, man. There's a lot of good point guards, especially even in the Eastern Conference this year. But Trey Young is still at the top, man. He's still at the top in my mind. Um. Uh, and real quick about the DeAndre Hunter play, like that was great defense from Dre. Like Mikel Bridges has that in his bag. He does that that little mid range, get to that spot. And if he gets you to the spot, that spot as a defender, that's not bad defense. That's just better offense, man. Like it just happens. But whatever, you know, we got to remember not every single Hawks fan is a is an expert. So, um, but uh, but yeah, man, I I think the next five games again is going to be a huge test for us. Trey Young in the last five has been averaging 30.6 and 10.4 assists a game. So if he can keep that up, man, I honestly think, especially with the way he's been playing defense, um, you know, at the very least, he'll he'll get that all-star nod and hopefully we'll start winning some games and it'll translate to wins. Um, you know, our next our next couple games coming against probably two of the better, probably two of the top five teams in the league, even with the Sixers and the Nuggets. Um you know, it's going to be quite a test, but, you know, the Hawks historically, you know, normally play pretty well against the better teams in the league. So, you know, I could definitely see us pulling off a couple wins against these these juggernauts that we got coming up soon. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll end it on this or wrap it up on this rather. Um, the the play of, of Trey Young, the absence of Jalen Johnson and honestly, the inconsistency of DeJounte Murray and DeAndre Hunter. Um, and that's not me throwing any shade. It's just, you know, go look at their stats. They're a little inconsistent. Um, I think those three factors, uh, as long as those change and improve or stay the same, because Trey just needs to just keep playing well, man, we we can be a great basketball team. I think that's the most frustrating part about this, especially uh, anybody who has been watching the game long enough, especially the Atlanta Hawks knows, like, dude, this is still one of the better constructed rosters we've ever had. Quinn Snyder on paper is still one of the better coaches we've had in the last 25 years. I just, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a little upsetting, but I got to admit my spirits are still oddly high because I, I know this team can be great. And I know as long as we can tap into it and consistently tap into it, we, we will do that. And um, you know, next five games are going to be quite, quite a test man, but <laughs> that's the NBA, you know, so it's it's going to be fun, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, man. I, I think, yeah, I know it's hard. 9-11 and 11, this point in time of the season, 
But, you know, it's still early. And I'm going to keep saying that and probably until we record our episode, <laughs> like maybe like in mid-January, late January. But it's still early. Like we're not even a quarter of the way through the season. Actually, I guess technically we are. But, hey, we still have like 70% of the season remaining. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I think even though we're 9 and 11, I still feel – weirdly optimistic like this thing is going to turn around like there was teams last year like the Knicks were 12 and 12 after their first 24 games or 22 games or something like that yeah 24 and they ended up being a top top five seed top six seed something like that so things can turn around quickly and you know let's let's just hope for the best but still at, at the end of the day expect the worst so that way we don't get let down but um I'm still oddly optimistic so here's to that oh yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you brother um, so, uh, at the, another mantra, you know, hope for the best, expect the worst. That's, that's the Hawks, baby. Uh, but we'll, we'll wrap up this episode on that guys. Uh, as always, thank you for the support and thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at X at Hawks fan TV. That's where you'll find a bunch of cool content. Uh, the spaces as, as Alex mentioned, those are always pretty fun. Um, uh, be sure to check out our website, hawksfantv.com. That's where you'll find all the articles and other cool content as well. Uh, we have been pumping out the content this year, guys. We are we are trying to uh, become the number one outlet for you guys, and uh, we're well on our way to doing that. So thank you for support, as always, and be on the look for more. And as always, go Hawks, baby. Yes, sir. Go Hawks.